Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Hubert, a registered dietitian and weight loss coach that knows exactly how to help you lose weight while having fun. Each week, I'll give it to you real by breaking down exactly what you need to do to lose your first 10 pounds and actually start seeing results. I've gained and lost 20 pounds on my own and now help hundreds of women around the world look and feel like their hottest damn self by following my proven framework. Welcome back to another episode of the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. Today, I'm here with Michelle, who is a working mom of two, a daughter and a son, and a wife to her husband of 17 years. She just turned 40 in August and is on a journey to build a healthy and balanced life that she can be proud of. She lives in Texas and works in education. Welcome, Michelle. Hey. I am literally so excited you're here. We just talked about the most epic progress photos that Michelle has ever taken. I'm like so obsessed, but did I miss anything from your little introduction there? I don't think so. I mean, I did leave out the dog. There are two labs in my life, you know? Yes. Yes. I mean, y'all know I'm a huge dog person. What kind of dogs do you have, Michelle? We have a chocolate lab named Ben and then an English white lab, Ladybird, you know? Ladybird. I love it. Ladybird. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Dogs are the best, especially if they help you get your steps in. Um, but that's for another podcast episode. Um, Michelle, I want to, I want to really introduce you here and share with the listeners, if you can, a little bit more about where you started off on your journey, because your journey I know has been a little bit of a longer journey and, you know, you've struggled with your weight for a longer period of time to get to the place that you're at now. So before I give anything away, talk to us a little bit about your journey. Okay. So, um, you know, I have two kids. I had my kids in my twenties. So, you know, I gained the pregnancy weight, lost the pregnancy weight, and then went through my thirties and did pretty good until I was about 35 and then finished my master's degree in 36. My mother-in-law passed away and, um, we actually moved. And so there was just a lot of stress in our lives and just, you know, all the things that come with that. And, um, about that December in 2016, I gained about 10 pounds over Christmas break. And I, it was, it felt like overnight and I just, my clothes weren't fitting quite as well. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's because I'm about to be 40. I've got, you know, three, four years before I'm 40, it's finally hit a turn, you know, past the 35 threshold. Like this is who I am now, like just whatever. And I have a wonderful husband who tells me I'm beautiful and look great no matter what I, he doesn't care. But, um, I think that led to some complacency on my end because I was just like, Oh, it's fine. And then on the weekends, like if I would do well during the week, I would sabotage it on the weekend in the hot tub with him eating chips and queso and margs and all the things. And so I um, was recently over the summer, we do blood work and stuff like that. And the doctor called me in and she's like, um, I'd like you to come in because I want to talk about your numbers. And I was like, I freaked out because my dad has type two diabetes and I was like, I'm turning 40 and now I have that blood work. And I was just terrified. You know, my cholesterol was high. My weight was where it shouldn't be. And so it just was really like time to get a hold of my life, you know, at that point. So that's kind of where it really just, I I had to buckle down. Like I had been doing different things like the keto and just different, trying different things, but nothing had really been that thing, you know, I just hadn't found what's going to work just yet. And I didn't realize that until I got that blood work and that kind of, that we had had that conversation at the doctor's office. 
Yeah. I mean, oh my goodness. Like one day, you know, you're, you're just feeling complacent and in an amazing relationship, but complacent because you just got comfortable, which, you know, that's a whole different topic that we're going to chat more about, (laughs) but you know, then, then it kind of add insult to injury. It's like the doctor calls and then this lab work. And that's when you realize like, yes, so much of what I do at TSN is about building confidence and loving the way that you look, but like food is also super health related and the way you fuel your body and your habits totally impacts your health. And not that like thinness and losing weight equals health, but oftentimes if we are overweight and we are not fueling our body, right. It is manifested into health symptoms and potentially weight gain. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. Well, well, what an amazing story there. I want to talk more about the complacency, because this happens with a lot of my clients. And I think it's sometimes not talked about like getting super comfortable in your relationship where you're like, you know what, like, does it matter for me to feel confident? You know, does it matter for me to look a certain way? And, you know, I think it gets to the point of you don't have to look a certain way to be with someone, but it's the confidence piece. So tell us a little bit more about your confidence when your weight was at its highest and you didn't have quite the relationship with food like you do now. So, um, you know, I, I love, um, clothes and I love my, like, I love to put my outfits together and that's just, that's part of just who I am. And, um, I felt myself like my pants didn't fit right. And my belts weren't quite right. Like just even the way they hung on my body, it just didn't feel good. And, um, that really was kind of a eh, feeling for me, you know, and, um, it was a, point of pride for me in the way I look as far as like my dressing and stuff. And so I was having to like, you know, add extra layers and things, especially in the wintertime. It's, you know, you're having to add extra stuff and it's like bulky feeling. And it just started to feel the complacency was starting to like, it was starting to chip away a little bit because I, um, I just wasn't feeling quite right in my clothes and things like that. And again, my husband has seen me at I mean, we've been together, like I've known him since I was 13. So he's seen me my entire life. So he's seen me like skinny fat when I, we got married and I was teeny tiny and then through pregnancy and all that weight gain. So I'm blessed that he loves me no matter what, but he also, um, cycles and does the road cycling. I don't know. Um, a couple times a week and he takes, he started working out and he's been like that for eight years, probably when he turned like 35, he started taking his health that way pretty serious. And as a mom, I cook dinner at night, we're picking up kids. And by the time I get home, I would be, he would go and do his workouts. But I was like, I'm so tired that that just wasn't, I just didn't have it in me. And so I felt like if I didn't meet his level, then I wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to be worth anything. So like even just taking a walk, it was just like, well, what's the point? Cause I'm not like cycling or doing all the things. Yeah. Which is literally so wild, Michelle, because guys, you don't know Michelle like I do, but let me tell you, I'm gonna let you in on a secret. She walks a lot. Like that has been such a pivotal point of your journey and, and how you've been able to lose 10 pounds, by the way, by her 40th birthday, she hit 10 pounds down. Um, super amazing. But that's for later on in the podcast guys. Um, but what, what's really crazy is like the idea of not exercising because it's like not good enough or like you're not going hard mm-hmm. enough. So it's like, F it, it's not even worth it anymore. But in reality, you know, even going on a five minute walk is better than not doing anything at all. Yes. And I I think this program has really helped me see that even my little bit of what I do, it doesn't have to be the same as anybody else because this works for me. It's individualized, which I should know because I'm a special ed teacher, but you, (laughs) 
I can individualize it and it's fine, but it's just sometimes applying what you know to your real life, to your own life is, is harder than you would think. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And it's like practicing what you preach and knowing, you know, everything has to be personalized to you and your body and the foods that you like, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. when it comes to how you've been able to do this, not just through fitness, but with nutrition, how you've been able to lose 10 pounds through making a diet plan, quote unquote, like your diet, right? The way that you eat, making that something that you enjoy and love. What kind of changes have you made to your diet since beginning this weight loss journey? I am definitely more focused on the quality of food that I put in my body. And um, I know like protein is super important. I remember one day over the summer, um, we were outside in the pool and stuff. And I can't remember what I had for lunch, but I didn't have my normal amount of protein. And it was, I was ravenous all day and it finally clicked in me. I'm like, I didn't have protein. And so that was like a turning point in my mind. Like I have to pay attention to what I'm putting in my body, just eating, even though it's low in calories or whatever. And I meant my calorie goal for that day, I didn't have the protein and I was hungry and it really, it was harder the rest of the day. So, um, I'm very routine oriented anyway. That's just part of how I am. But, um, something I found that is super important for me is to make sure that, and I'm, again, let me just say on Sundays, I'm one of those people that gets their whole life together for the week, because that's just how we've had to function as a family for so long that I meal prep on Sundays, not only for me and, but I have to do it for my family too, while I'm at it. So I already grocery shopped. I know what we're going to have, but if I'm going to make a casserole or I've got like a crock pot meal, like I go ahead and get all of that stuff ready. And then my meal's ready so that when we're in a hurry and I come home and I'm hungry and it's five, five thirty at night, I don't snack on the food that I'm cooking for my family on top of, you know, whatever else. So it just, it really helps to make sure that I have that food prepped. And if I am hungry, I found that like, I will, I love roasted Brussels sprouts. Those are my, I probably eat them every night. My husband thinks they're disgusting. And like, I stink up the house on Sundays when I make them, but I always make a little extra. And so then I keep them in a dish. So if I am hungry, I snack on my cold roasted Brussels sprouts. Instead of eating. No, no shame. I mean, I recently got a direct message that was like, talk, like asking me to talk more about things you do that like you don't want people to, to really like share, I guess, when it comes to your diet or like things that you're kind of like embarrassed to admit. And I mean, something like that, it's like sounds embarrassing on paper when you say it, but like, it's amazing because you're surrounding yourself with the food that is going to help you achieve your goals. And who cares if you like cold roasted Brussels sprouts? You are down to 10 plus pounds, baby. Yes. <laughs> it's easier to, I feel better if I have to add an extra cup of Brussels sprouts that I picked out and maybe didn't measure them as well than if I'd eaten spoonfuls of the spaghetti or the chicken parm that I was making for the family. So, you know, instead of snacking on the cheese, I just put those Brussels sprouts in my mouth. And then I feel like, you know, I just add a cup of veggies into my dinner rather than totally sabotaging my work all day because I'm hungry. Absolutely. Yeah. And I want to actually go back to like, you said lasagna and I know your family is such a pivotal part of your journey just because I mean, obviously when you are trying to serve your husband and your two children and let's not forget the dogs, like we're multitasking a lot. Plus you work full time and you know, Mm -hmm. pandemic going on around us as well. How has your family impacted your weight loss journey? Because I know a lot of specifically fit babe moms that listen to my podcast and are part of TSM, it can be really hard to multitask just other people's food preferences and going out to eat and fun weekends and barbecuing and all these different things, especially in Texas. So how have you navigated that? 
So um, a couple things. Um, on the weekends, we grill out or we'll try to do something. And then on Sundays, I try to make sure that we have like a healthy protein and then a carb and a veggie, you know, for the family. And we sit down and eat on Sundays. That's probably the only day I can almost guarantee we're together. And instead of making like um, shepherd's pie or something really rich, I'm more mindful and I'm blessed because my kids eat pretty much anything I put in front of them. Like they have a few things that they don't like and I'm cool with that, but they are really good eaters. And so, um, and we just don't eat out a ton anyway. Um, but they, we make sure and have, um, like I said, a lean, a protein for dinner or something and the carbon of veggie on Sundays. And then I meal prep and I'm okay with making myself something different than what they're having sometimes just because, and I had to just get over that. Like, well, I want to eat, you know, the lasagna or whatever I've made, but I'm like, I can find other things to substitute like the bands of pasta. So I feel like I'm still getting to eat what they're making. And I'm, I've gotten to the point where I'm really fine. So I ate, you know, turkey, um, whatever this week, and they ate something different. But if I prep it ahead of time, it's not as big of a, when I'm hungry in the moment, I feel like I need to be eating what they're eating. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And then, um, yeah. And then, um, another impact has been my kids. I really don't, my daughter is just started, um, high school. She's a freshman and I really wanted to be a good model for her with body image and not have her feel like food is bad. Like don't eat a carb or don't eat a banana cause it's got carbs in it or shunning gluten and dairy just because like mom doesn't eat gluten and dairy or things like that. I don't, I don't want them to feel that way. And I want her to have a, you know, healthy relationship with food and make sure that they, you know, can be comfortable eating an ice cream, but that they need to, you know, the veggies are important too. So making sure that I am mindful of what I purchase for the house and how I, um, you know, we love fruit and I don't want them to think fruit is bad, you know, and that way yeah, she grows up with a healthy, my son too. Like, I don't want to leave him out, but he's an 11 year old boy. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they have their own struggles. Right. And I love what you're saying about just, especially navigating sort of like diet culture with your weight loss goals and then also having children. And it's really hard being a mother wanting to lose weight, right? Being so busy. And then also having to balance like the fact that you're losing weight, but you're not saying your daughter needs to lose weight. And, and it's a really, really hard balance for a lot of women I work with, which is honestly why I do the work that I do. Because yes, we are eating in a calorie deficit and we're trying to eat the proper amount for weight loss. And we're using tracking as a tool to understand our food choices. But really, I think sometimes we're missing the bigger picture of this all, which is we want to get you to a healthy weight, but you feel most yeah. confident and comfortable at that is, you know, reducing body fat and maintaining muscle and is, is a healthy place that you can maintain. And there is an end to the weight loss journey. I think we're always talking about the middle of like the weight loss piece, but let's not forget the end of this because of the way we're going about weight loss you're going to be really be able to exemplify the end of that journey and how, you know, this, this way of eating, yeah, you might eat different or be a little bit more flexible, but like, even now you eat, you eat, you know, ice cream, you eat pasta and you, and you fit that in. And I think it's amazing that you're able to show your daughter that, yeah, you're losing weight right now, if she may know that or not, but it's not saying like you need to change your body. It's more about the healthy eating and the quality of food and balancing your plate and getting the protein. I mean, all these things that whether or not you're losing weight, it's so important to do. 
yeah, it's all about the health. And that's what I have definitely told my kids in the change that we've done. You know, mom's not on a diet anymore. My son hasn't asked me in forever. When are you going to be done with your diet? Like that is that is big huge. Oh my God. Yeah. He doesn't recognize it. I'm like, it's all about being healthy, not being skinny. That yeah. That's the biggest thing for me to make sure I was projecting for both of them. Because when he said to me, it was a, it's been a while now. He's like, so you're done with your diet. And I said, yes, I'm being healthy. I am choosing to make healthy choices. It has not, it, I, I don't know. It's something's flipped in me and that, and I was like, I don't want them to think that because I watched my mom do it. You know, I think we all have bringing up seeing our moms, like, you know, I'm on a diet and all those things. And I just didn't want to do that anymore. I wanted them to see that mom's choosing to be healthy and um, you know, watching my portions and that kind of thing. But, you know, yeah. sitting, when I sit down with them, especially on Sunday, cause that is about the only day we get to really just sit together as a family. We do all eat the same thing because I'm mindful of what I pick, like we'll grill chicken or pork chop or something like that. And, you know, my portions are smaller, but I'm eating the same thing as my family on those nights. So beautiful. This is like such gold guys, like really soak this in, like go back and listen to it because what you're saying, Michelle is so important. And I, I think if there's one thing to really leave you guys with as the listeners, the sorority nutritionists and everything we talk about related to weight loss, this isn't a diet. Like this isn't me saying, you know, go on this super calorie restricted diet. And like, that's going to solve all your problems. Like, no, like we're learning how to freaking eat. And if you're not ready to put in the work to learn how to eat and why we're making the choices, you might not be ready to lose weight. Like this is just going to be another diet for you. Just like Michelle did the gluten-free, the 1200 calorie, like all these different programs before that were just so restrictive. Like we're missing the point. Right. I mean, I've done that where I ate, you know, 1200 calories a day and I ate a rice cake and strawberries for lunch. Well, that. That wasn't right. Yeah. Those, yeah those love are, those foods, but like not enough for lunch. <laughs> yeah, not enough for lunch. And with a diet coke to swallow it all down. Not not highly recommended. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Now for women out there that have been on these diets before, and maybe they, they do have young children with them, or even children after in high school, you know what I mean? And that's even more difficult, honestly, navigating that with your daughter. What would you say to them about how to implement fun foods? knowing you came from a place where that wasn't allowed on other diets, which can feel super scary when, you know, your first consult with me, I'm like, you can eat ice cream. And for some clients they are like, what the hell? Like this dietitian wants me to lose weight and eat ice cream. Like that doesn't match, but like it does, obviously you learn my method, but for you, like what advice would you give those women who like, maybe you're scared to have the fun foods? Yeah, I am. Um again, that I'm a kind of a planner, but if I know that I'm going to want an ice cream at the end of the day, it's, it is, it's calorie money. And so like, I am careful of what I eat. Like I'm going to lunch today with some of my work ladies and I know exactly where I'm going. And I already have kind of picked out what I know I'm going to have and how I'm going to portion it out and probably just bring the rest home so I can have what I want. Um, and just being mindful of knowing that it's the weekend. So I'm probably going to eat, you know, have some drinks this weekend and it's, you know, Labor Day weekend. So I'm probably going to just need to be mindful. So yeah. we're going to work out and we're going to have hot dogs. So I ordered myself a turkey dog so oops, for my husband to grill. So that way I, you know what I mean? So that way I can still eat the fun stuff, but I don't notice the difference with my ketchup and mustard on it anyway, if it's a turkey dog or a regular hot dog. So, yeah, yeah. I, you know, just being mindful of what I'm choosing to eat. And, um, you know, if I have it, I have it. And, you know, my birthday was a couple of weeks ago and I had the birthday cake and it's it. I didn't die. You know, it takes time. And that's another thing you've really taught me is it's not 
an overnight thing. And I've weighed myself every day since I was 20. And it would put me in a foul mood when I got on the scale and it had gone up overnight. And now it does, I don't sweat it at all. I'm like, okay, this is where I'm at today, but it may be completely different in two days. And that is cool. I'm cool with that. Yeah. And then if you're Michelle, you pull up your phone and you look at your progress photos and you're like, oh man, that's me. Um, But seriously, okay. We need to segue into progress photos just because the progress photos I just saw of Michelle, I'm like shook. Um, I mean, obviously I, I know my client success. Like I see them when they transform their bodies, when like you do the right thing. Right. But it never gets old for me to see someone losing weight, but more than that, changing the composition of their body when like you can see literally a transformation and it literally like you have to see it to believe it. Like me saying it to you guys doesn't mean as much as like you actually seeing you losing fat and gaining muscle with doing the right thing. So for, for women out there that are scared to take the progress photos, can you say, can you share a little bit more about how you got the motivation to take them? I know it's so different for every woman. I don't know if you were super scared when you took them or you were like, I hate Lauren for making me take these, but how did you get the motivation to take those initial photos? I think to take the initial ones, it was just something I needed to do because I, I needed to see, and I don't want to, this is sense. I needed to see where I was really at because I had been so complacent. I really needed to take a step back and not hide under all of my cute clothes and just be like, get real with myself. Like I just needed to get real. And I saw it and I was like, okay, I, I, I can do better than this. And so um, I just kind of tackled it, you know, and I take them usually every two weeks, every week or whatever. And I hadn't looked at it in a long time. And so I took some this past weekend and I was like, holy crap, like I can actually see it. And my husband was funny. He came up after working out Sunday morning. He's like, you look skinny, babe. And I was like, look at my pictures. <laughs> Cause I'm not <laughs> to share with him typically that kind of stuff. Like, but he was like, yeah, I'm really proud. He was like, thanks. Me too. I was, I really felt good about that. Cause I, at first it was hard, like owning that, looking at those original pictures. I was like, embarrassed and like I'd let myself get this far away from in my mind what I where I thought I was and then it was just a kind of a get real moment after you know the doctor visit and you know all of that and she never she didn't tell me I needed to lose weight but I knew after seeing that and looking at those numbers and being 40 I'm like I don't want to go into the next 10 years of my life doing the same cycle I did through my 30s that was a big thing for me um but yeah taking the initial ones it was just kind of a get real moment like you know, sometimes you have to do hard things and that was a hard thing for me, but I can say I'm on a, on a much better path than where I was. So yeah, and I know there's room I think to go. I'm not done by any means, but I feel proud of where I've gotten so far. Absolutely. And what I love what you're saying too, is how it's so funny how the photos are sometimes almost the hardest part of the journey. It's like you would think the tracking or getting in the protein or like getting your ass up to do a workout, like that's the hard stuff. But what I'm finding more and more with my clients is honestly, these photos are so hard to just get the motivation to take. And it's, I think it's the most raw and real reality check sometimes for some of my clients. Um, it sounds like it was that way for you. But I also think the progress photos, we have to remember why we're taking them. And for the listeners out there that maybe are kind of scared or maybe they've taken progress photos and this is their second or third set and they're not seeing the change that they really want to. Like the progress photos are a tool, just like the scale is a tool, just like my fitness pal is a tool. They're just a way to measure your progress. It's not the end all be all, but if we're not where we want to be, we have to remember that we're working towards something bigger or greater or to lose more weight. So that, that change in them is what we're looking for. And it's okay if it's not 
the number that you want to be at right now, or it's not the way your body wants to look right now. It's just a place, um, just really a place to kind of measure your progress at the end of the day. So even if you're, you're not in love with them, like that is okay. Yeah. There are some, like there were back from like June to July. I didn't see much difference. I mean, I was seeing the scale move down a little bit. And like I said, I got on the scale every day. So I wasn't scared of the scale because I knew what it was saying to me. But when I finally saw the picture, I was like, well, that was, it was, that was real for me. And then it's taken time to see the, um, you know, the progress and the photos, but it finally, I could see just a little bit and then then a, a little bit more. And I was like, okay, I'm starting, I'm starting to see it now. And that was, it, it felt good because I've been kind of about the same weight since I turned 40, but I'm okay with it. I, I am. And I know I can keep going. It's just been, you know, I'm still on the journey. I'm not done. So. Yeah. I think also with what you're describing too, and I see this time and time again, every woman, I know it's so corny, but we have a different journey for some, for some of you out there, you may see that number go down on the scale, but you don't really see it in your body. So then you're second guessing yourself, but then the converse happens where you may not see the number go down on the scale very much, but then that your progress photos are like epic after a few weeks. So it's like, we can't, we can't, we, we lose both ways because we're so hard on ourselves. And it's only until the very, very end of your journey, where both the scale and the progress photos have changed and you're happy. So if you're out there listening to this, just know that it's okay if maybe the progress photos or the scale isn't where you want it to be. But that's why we have multiple measures of progress because depending on how much weight you want to lose, what's happening in your body, you know, scales can lie. Progress photos sometimes don't tell a full picture of you losing weight, but you just have to stick with it. And I think we just sometimes don't stick with it long enough to actually see the, the fruits of our labor. Yeah. It takes time. I mean, it, it, how long did it take for you to really see those, those progress photo transformations? Um, so we started in June, I would say seven weeks to really start seeing. And then, um, so that pitch, the most recent one was from the beginning, middle of July. And so I just did that last weekend. So the very end of August. So it's taken some time and I didn't focus like you always say, you can't spot on one specific place. And typically as a mom, I see most of my weight loss in my stomach, but I actually saw it in my arms in this last time, way more than I had seen before. And even my measurements, I'm down like a three quarters of an inch in my arms. And I, so taking, there's just all the different ways to track it. So even if I feel bad about my progress fix didn't look the way I wanted, but I saw half an inch down in my waist or my scale went down another, you know, half a pound. So just being able to focus on one of those, hopefully I'm seeing something somewhere. And that just gives me the motivation to keep going. Absolutely. Yeah. What an amazing way to end this. Michelle, I'm feeling inspired AF right now. Um, If you were to give any last little bit of advice to the listeners out there that are either scared to take the progress photos or are just feeling super down about their progress. Cause I mean, there's ups and downs on a weight loss journey, right? I think we talk about the ups a lot. I love my clients win and they lose weight and they feel amazing. But if, if there's someone out there who's feeling down, what would you share with them to stay motivated? Focus on one of the things to try and, um, find, you know, a goal, like you've actually made progress somewhere. So whether you're taking the pictures or the scale or the the taking the measurements, like find one of those and just keep going. Like you have to just stay, keep going. Some days you're going to have good days and some days you're going to have bad days, but that's okay. And you just keep going and things take time. Like everything just takes some time. So, um, just stay with it. And even after 40, it's still possible. And, you know, 
it, it really is. I'm, I am living proof of that because I, and I'm not a super, I don't really, if I don't find value in something or joy in it, I will give up on it or I just put it to the back burner because it isn't relevant for my life. But this has been, I've been able to stay relevant with all of it. And I have found joy in being healthy. I feel better overall. I'm enjoying putting my clothes back on for work. I, you know, love taking walks. That's what I enjoy doing. I don't enjoy going in and trying to do a ton of hit. That's just not what I enjoy, but I love to take a walk with my dogs and my kids and chat with them. And that works for me. So if you can find joy in that, you know, at this stage in my life, that's what it's about. Yeah. And I mean, full circle. I mean, I feel like I met you and it was all like hit, hit, hit. And then now to know where you're, you just trying to transform that. I mean, yes, I know you do amazing exercise as well to help you change your body composition, but yeah, I mean, joyful movement is like that corny thing we see on the internet now, but it's true. Like you have the most perfect meal plan, perfect workout plan, but like, if you don't like it, you're not going to do it. So what makes you happy. And Walking can help you lose weight. It can. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So amazing, Michelle. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. This was fun. I love it. Until next time, guys. So babes, that is all I have for today's episode. If you love today's show and what we chatted about on here, please do me a favor and take a hot minute to leave a review on iTunes and share this episode with a friend. The way the Sorority Nutritionist podcast has grown and TSN has been able to help even more women has been from women like you sharing their experience, listening to the podcast, how it's transformed your life. Most importantly, by getting other women to actually take a listen to it as well. By leaving a review, I really, really freaking thank you. I'm going to be corny AF from the bottom of my heart because you are straight up helping me help more women just like yourself, just like you and I, so they can lose weight while having fun and do it in a balanced way instead of following crazy fad diets you find on the internet. So please take a moment and leave a review. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend. And most importantly, I cannot wait until next week, another episode drops. See you then, babes.